Hi, I'm Lee. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Saturation Italicized on Weagle 91.1 FM. Tune in live at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays for your weekly dose of art and design. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Saturation Italicized. I'm your host, Lee. And I'm Lauren. And today, we're going to be talking to you a little bit art, a little bit design, a little bit writing, but a whole lot of fun, as always. So, do you want to go ahead and jump right in? Yes, that sounds good. I'm awesome. excited for this topic. Also, do you sound, do your headphones sound weird again this yeah, week? Yeah, they do. Oh my, they something's do. happening, guys. Something is happening. We were but talking I mean, about that last week. It doesn't sound bad on the recording, so. It doesn't? I haven't listened to any of our episodes in a while now. Maybe just turn it up or... Turn it up? Yeah. I just turned it up on mine. Oh, wait. I I don't know where my uh knob is. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. Just some technical difficulties. Okay. Oh, oh, that's way better. Th- okay, yeah. That's exactly what it was. All right. Well, after the... Br- I said we were going to jump right in and then we proceeded to talk <laughs> to about... Not jump right in. <laughs> Awesome. Well, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was the company Pantone, the color company we all know and love, just added 28 new shades to their skin tone guide. Um, So basically, uh, 10 years ago, Pantone released a skin tone guide, and it's, you know, pretty self-explanatory. It's a collection of colors and hues and shades, uh, which include 110 different unique pigment shades. And Pantone has now introduced an additional 28 dynamic shades in their 2023 Pantone Skin Tone Guide. Also, my headphone is still messed up. It's throwing me off. I'm off my game. We'll never know. Okay. We'll just, uh, it's fine. Well, what's the first thing that pops into your mind when you hear that, Lauren? That Pantone has added 23 new skin tone shades. Is it 23 or 28? 28. I don't know why I said 28. 23. Um, well, first, I just think it's crazy they come out come up with these, like, new colors. Like, quote-unquote, new yeah, colors. Yeah, how does... Like, what do you mean you just, like, new colors? I don't understand. Like, is it... That, like, that's Do they a see lot. a color in nature and they're like, oh, we don't have that represented in our color shades? Or do they, I like... How, what is the process of creating a new color? I don't know. Mm. But I am curious about that. And, like, 28 shades, like, that's a lot. And they, how did they not have that before? But it's also when you hear that they only had 110 pigments to begin mm. with. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I'm like, there's definitely there's, more than 110 yeah, skin true. tones in the world. Like, there has to be. Um, I didn't even know they had this, like, skin tone guide. Yeah, I didn't either. But it's apparently really useful in the beauty, the beauty industry, the yeah. fashion industry, and then for product design, especially, like, digital gaming toys and then i didn't realize this but they help a lot with uh like the shading of prosthetics so that they match the person's skin tone so i'm like that feels like a really good like applicable like real life situation where we're seeing like what the pantone skin tone guide is used for yeah i love that but it's crazy that i mean how how long has pantone been around when when did when was pantone founded when was Pantone? I honestly know so little about, like, Pantone oh. the brand. When do you think it was founded? <sighs> like, 1960. Oh, that was really good. Really? That was a really good guess. Well, did you look it up? No. Well, I did, but when you asked me the question, I looked away. So I didn't. I, and it it's 1962. Wow. I was. 
was close. Do you do they have a monopoly on the color shade industry? Is there other company? What is I wonder if we're so off topic. This is so off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the release of this special edition Pantone Skin Tone Guide marks the 10th anniversary of the development of its initial product, like we said earlier, and symbolizes Pantone's ongoing commitment to creative inclusivity inclusivity across cultures and communities. From fashion, beauty, to product development, the 2023 Skin Tone Guide has been a part of Pantone's continuous and ongoing effort to help brands and designers meet these needs to try and include every skin tone match imaginable and to ensure that the guide is reflected of true color across the wider array of skin colors, a Pantone pinned in a press release. So this is like obviously a really good thing. Um, And it made me think a lot about how it's kind of been... Like, it's new for the beauty industry especially to start carrying a wider variety of shades yeah. than they used to. Um, I get a lot of, like, Fenty ads. Is it Fenty? It's Fenty, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure their, like, main objective or Rihanna's main objective with the brand was to have a shade for, like, every single skin tone, which I didn't realize. Like, I think... I know, I guess being just, like, white, like, that was never an issue for me. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see that it's still, like, an ongoing thing that companies are, like, trying to rectify. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that was, like, her her thing. She wants, like, everyone to get their color. I think it is. I could be, I don't know, maybe, or at least that has to be, I at least know that has to be, like, an ob- yeah, overall goal like part of, of the it, company. Yeah. yeah, maybe not, like, their main thing, but I feel like... When she came out with it, like, I remember seeing or hearing or something about that being its main draw. Um, But I don't know. I also think about when I was in, like, elementary school and people would be like, oh, hand me, like, the skin-colored crayon. And then, I like, I remember thinking even when I was that little, like, well, people are different skin colors. Yeah. Like no, it, it was just that one. It was that one peach color. I remember when Crayola came out with, like, their skin tone. Like Crayola yeah. set. But yeah. I had I was like that was past I wasn't coloring with crayons yeah. anymore. I had moved on to like the prism <laughs> colors or something, yeah. Um yeah, I never even that saw that in stores deal. though. That felt like a product release. Like do you know like when companies release a product and you're like, Oh, that's so cool, I would so buy it and then you absolutely never see it in stores. Like yeah. it's always like an online or like yeah. limited release thing. Like I feel like I don't know, maybe it's easier to get the I wasn't. I'm not necessarily looking for crayons right now in my life, but I've definitely never seen them in Walmart yeah, art. That's aisles. fair. Yeah, they're kind of hidden. But yeah, I don't know. It was this was kind of like a short little research, I guess. There's not much to say because it's literally just Pantone released new colors. But I still think it's nice. I think it was like a nice little, like just a gold star. Like we're we're in the right path. I feel like yeah, definitely. When it comes to stuff like that, um. But back to what was like really interesting. How do they make colors? Is it digital? Is it a digital process? Yeah, we should look. I'm really interested in that. And you know, shrimp can see like way more colors than we can see. Did you know that? No. Yes. So apparently, like, you know how your eyes have like cones and rods? Yes. Well, apparently, it's like there's. Okay, I I could be totally butchering this. This may be like lies being spread on air. That's the disclaimer. Um, but anyways, I think it's something, something, the different amount of cones and rods you have in your eye, like, allow you to see however many colors you see. And I'm pretty sure we have four, th- 
four? I think we have four. Because maybe we see in CMYK, maybe. And then we see those four colors. Okay, I'm I'm getting so off track here. But anyway, <laughs> shrimp have, I think, 16 different kinds. That is crazy. But why? <laughs> why do they need that? What, what are they see- What I want to know is, like, it's not like we're just, like, are we just seeing stuff the wrong colors? Like, do co- colorblind people see, like, red and green as the same color sometime, right? Or do they see it as brown? Or there's uh-huh. different types of being colorblind. I, yeah, I think you're right that there are different types of being colorblind. I know that my brother's friend, who's colorblind, he gets, like, green and red confused. Or, like, okay. they look the same. I wish I knew if they looked red or if they looked green or if they looked a third unknown color. Yeah. Okay, you know what I've thought about? Okay, what if all of us see colors differently? Oh, we, my we dad know. loves this question. Like, <laughs> we wouldn't know. Like, what if when I looked at green and I called it green, you actually saw red, but your whole life you've just known it as Built green. Built it as red, yeah. Or green. Built, but, built but you're seeing it differently. Yeah. No, that's what, there's literally no way to prove that that's not exactly. happening. But also, I think, like, I don't know, then, like, wouldn't everyone think everyone was dressed really weird? I've thought about that. But then, like, if that's all, like, you're used to seeing. Yeah, You would think true. that it, I feel like you would think that it's right. True. Because that's all you know. But I don't know. I came up with this theory when, the, like, the was the dress gold or was it blue? Like, <laughs> Wait, what did you think out, it was? Honestly, I don't remember. What? Should that wasn't huge. I remember being in my eighth grade, like, civics or whatever class, history, the equivalent of history. And we had it pulled up on, like, the projector, and we were all debating it. Okay, yeah, I definitely, like, looking at the picture now, like, I totally see gold and yellow. See, it may be because I'm further away from the picture than you, but I see purple and black right now. I always saw purple and black when it was first a big thing. But, like, I definitely see how it can be gold and white now. But I would still, like, I would still say, yeah, that's purple and white. Also, I see people quote pictures like that. And they're always, like, people who just don't get color theory. But I'm, like, I don't know what rule in color theory yeah. dictates what why that dress looks like that. It's just, like, lighting, right? And I the guess. material, the way the know. material shines. And I feel like it has something to do with your eye. Like, each person's individual. Yeah, like, yeah. How they perceive it. I don't know. I do. I have seen posts where people will have like, I don't know, like a magenta colored box and then a different colored box and then magenta colored box. And then the two magentas look like different colors with the color separating them. But then they're actually the same color when you like cover the other box. Have you seen those? Yeah. Optical illusions. Yes. Those are so cool. I yeah, those are those. fun. Well, they did a project like that. When we were in like I know class and we yes. missed it because of COVID. Yeah, I know. I remember seeing those because oh, so they look sad. really cool. They looked so cool, and I was so excited to like try that myself. I really don't get color theory. Like it's I, weird. I know some stuff, but like overall, I'm just like, yeah, different colors make you feel different things, and then like yeah. sometimes colors look different when you put them up with other colors. I feel like. Those are, like, especially too true with complementary colors. Because if you put, like, red and green that are opposite next to each other, mm-hmm. they automatically, like, look brighter. Like, in oh. orange and blue. Yep. Yeah, you're right. So no, like I do Auburn get that part. LSU colors. Like, the complementary, the, is it there tertiary as well? Like, there's three that go together? There's, like, primary. Now we're really This is just stuff we should know. Well, the tertiary colors, those are, like, in between the secondary colors, which are in between the primary colors. Yeah. Okay, so primary is, like, red, blue, yellow, 
Mm-hmm. And then secondary Second. would be, don't tell me, orange, green. Is orange in it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're Orange, right. green. And one more. Orange. Uh, Purple. No. <laughs> <laughs> Purple, yeah, that color. And then tertiary would be like orange, red, orange, mm-hmm. yellow, green, blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the project we did where there – was, are you talking about we had, we had, like, the design that we had to rotate in all the different colors? Oh, my. I think that's what I'm talking about. I can't fathom what it was at all. I can't even, like, really. Like, I don't remember what we did. I just remember staring at the color wheel and, like. It had to be the one that I'm thinking of. But Okay, so I think to, like, compensate for the project that we were just talking about. <laughs> so, okay, the flashback to me and Lee's s- <laughs> Second semester of freshman year. I can't emphasize how much I didn't understand <laughs> anything that went on in that class. Well, I mean, just COVID really just <laughs> did a number on us that semester because we just went home and our professor was trying to make us build stuff like 3D at home without <gasps> access to the studio. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? Okay, so then for the color project, it was all online instead of like using paper, mm. which is what previous classes had to do. And we had to, like, design something in a square with, like, six lines or something. And then it made, like, your lines made shapes. And then you made multiple – you, like, made the shape and then you duplicated it and you rotated it. And then you duplicated those a bunch. So then you had, like, an abstract, like, geometric shape. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm I'm remembering more as you speak. But I still can't remember what it looked like. Oh, and couldn't it be like you couldn't have one color touching another color or something like that? Yeah, I think so. You had to. Do you have pictures of yours? Are you pulling up pictures? No, I don't think I have pictures. Like I can picture it in my mind. Did we turn it in on Canvas? Because I recently found out you can look on it at your old classes on Canvas. It's funny that you said that because I had to pull that up for the jury show. Go back to something that I had submitted. <laughs> but heck, never use Canvas. Well, then we sent it on email then. What was, oh, that's do you know what the so project true. was called? Um, maybe just like see your emails with him. Heck. I'm coming. Okay. Um, uh, I, I don't even remember if I had another. I'm seeing color. Did we have another class with him post that class? I think we did. Yes, processes. Okay. 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 Wait. Just. <gasps> I see it. You see it. I think it? I see it. I see it. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. I can't open my project because the uh, files were sent from another laptop. And so it just shows that there were files on there. Can you download them? No, it doesn't give, give me the option. It just what? says Project 8 Tertiary Quilt PDF. Wow. That's it right there. I mean, that's the title and uh, everything. I'm so fresh. I really want to see those now. Let me see if I, I still I have can my find laptop. them. Yeah, let me see yours. They're definitely on my old laptop somewhere, which I still have. Also, Paul, Lauren, should I? Do you remember what my old laptop l- laptop looked like with all of the stickers? Yes. Do you think I should do stickers on my new laptop? I've had it for a year because I've been like trying to decide. If I want to put stickers on it or not, and I can't decide. If you can't decide, I think you should put a cover on it and then put the stickers on the cover. And oh, then but then I have to go buy a cover. That's probably not. 
too expensive. You could get a cute, like, colored I could get cover. One. I could get one. Oh, but I might. Like, I feel like. So I had, like, three layers of stickers on that laptop. So the top layer was still fairly new. So I might take some of those off of it and put it on my new one. Fair enough. Also, we got to go do a song break. Um, I know it's been really riveting hearing us talk about a project no one else ever experienced. <laughs> but I found it. I oh, found it. Oh, I found okay. it. Well, oh. while we're on break, I will be remembering what this project looks like looks like and i'm really excited to update y'all when i get back this is covet by basement and i know we played it last week we had technical difficulties so um, you're just gonna enjoy it again enjoy it again for week two guys i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know what we were talking about i i was just we're told, having an off week we are having an off week um, we're just people <laughs> there's just a human just behind this radio too. <laughs> Look, I'm just like y'all. I literally was in bed the entire day today. I'm a walking zombie. But we we got here. Oh my gosh. For the pod. What were we talking? Just to mess up. Oh my god. I don't know, but now we're going to talk about another human. <laughs> a human being who probably also messed up. Yeah, so true. She's just a woman. Her name is Eve L. Ewing. I think I'm saying her name right. And I learned about her in my poetry class. So she's a poet, writer, scholar, and cultural organizer, according to her website. And she's also an associate professor at the University of Chicago. But what I really liked about her poetry is it's so different than anything else that I've seen. So I'm going to talk about it a little bit stylistically before I read it to you. But it's written like a poem. Like there, there are no like line breaks. Like there's no, it doesn't start on a new line. But there's indications where the line breaks would be by just a slash. So it's almost like a stream of consciousness. There's no periods, just commas, except a period in in the title, which I thought was interesting. There's also no capitalization except in the title. So very interesting choices. But it's called I Come From the Fire City. I come from the fire city. Fire came and licked up our houses, lapped them up like they were nothing, Drank them like the last dribbling water from the from a concrete fountain. The spigot is too hot to touch with your lips. Be careful. Fire kissed us and laughed. Even and now, even now, the rust climbs the walls. Red ivy, iron fire, and the brick blossoms florid, red like stolen lipstick ground down to a small flat earth. Stand on any corner of the fire city. Look west to death. The red sun eats the bungalows. The fire city children watch with their fingers in their mouths to savor the flaming hots or hot flamens or hot crunchy curls or hot chips. They play the fire hydrants in the, in the fire city and lay dollar store boats in the gutters. Warrior funeral pyres unlit. Ooh. What do you think? Lots of imagery. Lots of very beautiful imagery. Yeah. She has a lot of good imagery. And I like how she wasn't afraid to use the same word a lot. Like, specifically, red is mm-hmm. used at least three times, maybe more than that. Um, and I, I appreciate that a lot more than trying to come up with synonyms for the word red. Yes, I agree. It's more, like, very unapologetic. Um, and this also, I really resonate with having, like, the slashes instead of the line breaks because this is very, like thinking of a memory in her head and like mm-hmm. you know when you think of a memory it kind of builds on itself and like gets more vivid the more you think about it mm-hmm. and it doesn't stop it's not like you're stopped by a sentence like oh yeah and the the flowers were orange 
oh and then the no like it's yeah. like you're it just like builds up they just pop up yeah. yeah um so i definitely think the form is following the function very well in yeah, this in this poem it's just interesting and like have you ever seen a poem that was written almost like prose but just um, with slashes well, I, I actually really like prose poems. So do I. I like prose poems a lot. Um, uh, but I, ha- I haven't seen too many published. I see them every now and then. Um, but I feel like popularity-wise, like really short stanzas and short lines are really popular right now. Yeah. The rupee car effect. But no, yeah. this is good. I really like this. Alas, yeah. Also, so she's younger. Like, how old is she? If I had to guess, like, early 30s, but honestly, I have no idea. But she's definitely, like, a modern poet. Like, I mean, she's alive right now, a professor right now. Oh, that makes um, me so happy. Yeah. No, I really like her stuff. Here, we can read about her. I love learning. I love that that is what this podcast is. We're just learning. Because I feel like every week I'm gaining knowledge yeah, from you. same. I feel the same way. And then, like, we're gaining knowledge looking up our stuff. But then we're gaining knowledge from each other's And comments. then our listeners are sitting there like, what are they talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, <laughs> our listeners are like, get a grip. But <laughs> Our listeners are like, shouldn't their mics be off right <laughs> now when they're playing a song? That's what you think. This was all very planned and purposeful. Yeah. Oh, this, this is so cool. I know. So there's another poem that she wrote. And it's called, I Saw Emmett Till This Week at the Grocery Store. And it's also all lowercase, but she has, like, a lot of line breaks. Okay, I'll read it to you now. Unless, do you want to read it? I feel like you're good at reading poetry. Do you want me to? I've never read it before, but... Honestly, I feel like I messed up so many times in the previous one that you can do it better. Is this an is this an off week for Satatow? I Are think we this off? is an <laughs> because off week we've, for Because we've Sat-Tow. goofed a couple of times so far. But the yes. important thing is we didn't cancel. We didn't give up. We could have canceled. We didn't. We definitely didn't. You know, like the Auburn Cree, we believe in work, hard work. We're putting <laughs> in some hard work even though we're messing up. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was sitting in bed all day today. But yes, I will Alas, read this poem. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I saw Emmett Till this week at the grocery store. Looking over the plums earth, checking the smooth skin for pockmarks and rot or signs of unkind days or people, then sliding them gently into the plastic. Whistling softly, reaching with a slim woolen arm into the cart, he first balanced them over the wire before realizing the danger of bruising and lifting them back out, cradling them in the crook of his elbow until something harder could take that bottom space. I knew him from this hat, one of those fine pork pie numbers they used to sell on Roosevelt Road. It had lost its feathers, but he had carefully folded a dollar bill and slid it between the ribbon and the felt, and it stood at attention. He wore his money, upright and strong. He was already to the checkout by the time I caught up with him. I called out his name, and he spun like a dancer, candy bar in hand, looked at me quizzically for a moment before remembering my face. He smiled. Well, hello, young lady. Hello, so chilly today. Should have worn my warm coat like you. Yes, so cool for August in Chicago. How are things going for you? Oh, he sighed and put the candy bar on his belt. It goes. It goes. What do you think? That was phenomenal. I know. That was phenomenal. I love that ending. 
I, I love know, right? love that ending. But I feel like I am not good at ending poems. I never know how to end them. Yeah, that's fair. Because sometimes you just have to end on something like very poetic, but very, very powerful, memorable. Yeah, and powerful. You need like the the gut punch. I remember. Oh, that reminds me of um like a poetry tip I got in high school. That was like you should all after writing poem you should always look at the first line and the last line see how kind of see how it relates but make sure they're like very impactful like they should sound very beautiful on their own like you shouldn't start a poem with the word like and I walked because like and you shouldn't start a poem with like and I walked and end with the, the poem with like fiery pits of hell because you read those together you're like that tone doesn't match and the beginning yeah. line is very like yeah boring that makes sense um but she's really good I feel like I think um, my friend Anna from high school, the one you know, mm-hmm. I think she really likes her, if yeah. I'm rem- remembering correctly. I think she's talked to me about her before, but I might be wrong. But I feel like uh, she's maybe written a poem inspired by her before because the line breaks. And that the I come from the city was like the fire city was like really familiar. Yeah. It's funny she described Chicago as a fire city. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Chicago like really cold? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's an extended metaphor. (laughs) Okay, it's time for our second song of the night, which y'all heard last week, our loyal loyal listeners. Also, I was thinking, Lauren, um, because we were talking over the first song, you could keep parts of it and put them in the podcast on Spotify if you wanted, because we're, I don't think that's, I don't think copyright affects that if we're talking over it. I'm not (laughs) sure. I at least want I want to hear them. Yeah, I, I want to hear them for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, this is Birds Don't Sing by TV Girl. Don't go anywhere. And we're back on time this time and with mics off while we're playing a song. Boom. I can wow. do it. We did all the <laughs> basic necessities. We, we did the things we the have to do to have a podcast. A podcast we've had for 15 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> is this week 15? This is week 15, but it's been longer than that. Yeah, we just don't I think we've canceled Two or three shows in yeah. total. And then, like, the holidays. The, yeah. So. But this is our 15th official show. 15th official show. That's kind of, we should have done something. The game's fun. We have a good game. Yeah, I have. Yeah, the game's going to be fun. Y'all stay tuned. Well, in honor of 15, I feel like, up, you know, predicting upcoming trends would be a good way to celebrate the 15th. Oh, perfect, since that's our next topic. So, the company Monotype apparently does type trends that they or a type trend list every year that they think is going to be up and coming. So I thought we could go through it, go through the list. Um, I only went through the first like couple because I wanted to be surprised with what I saw um, and just decide if we like them. I have inserted the link for you to look at. Um, yeah, let's get started. So the first trend is called Matchmaker. Um, its description is the mix-up trend is all, all about more is more. I don't know why it says matchmaker and then says mix up. Anyways, I was also confused by that, but you know. Why use three colors when you can use 30? Mix up reflects the way our culture continues to value di- value diversity in all forms including typography. Um I think they chose a bad <laughs> a bad image to like represent this. There's literally like three colors in it. <laughs> but I could see that. I got a sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hold in a sneeze. <laughs> that can I've heard that can pop your eyes out. 
what <laughs> oh my gosh okay well anyway I, this thing is like dissipated i guess but yeah the example looks awful <laughs> but the next example looks nice it's just like the logo yeah. on a black background with different like bright color variations i definitely see that because i'll scroll through instagram um and there will be like a poster on my explore page and as you scroll through there's a ton of color variations yes, which i think is is interesting like in some way i like it but then mm-hmm. in some way i'm like you wouldn't be able to turn this in for a project like yeah. you would have to choose choose one choose specific that's part of being a designer is being like okay this is what i'm sticking with and you kind of have to have to defend what you're sticking yeah, with exactly so but i also like seeing the different because exactly. then you get to choose like because uh, if you want to like keep it like keep yeah, a screenshot you get to I, choose which color i agree i feel the exact same way trend two smart grid the smart grid trend takes the idea of grid as organizing principle and then softens the corners and angles with selective curves, adding a human element and warmth. This yeah. just looks like a video game, like futuristic <laughs> font. I mean, it's fine. It has its time and place. Well, I think about, like, you know when I did my Oko eyewear? I, like, mm-hmm. curved all the edges of the K so they would be softer. And that was supposed to be a new wave brand with, like, new wave brand identity. Wow, so you were on top of the trend. Oh, my gosh, y'all. I'm a trendsetter. I did that in 2022. Superhero, the third trend. This bold graphic style akin to letters found in comic book features, outlines and shadows, often tilted, skewed, or curved into perspective. It's explosive in form and color, says Monotype. Um, sure, I guess. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Again, I think it has its time and its place. I mean, it's fine. It, yeah, it is. It's quite it's literally really fine. My, it's not my style, but there's nothing wrong with it. I definitely see that on IPAs. I don't know when I would use that. IPAs. Yeah. Because <laughs> look at the it. example Case on the closed. beer can. It looks so, like, yeah, I mean, it realistic. Really yeah. Trend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little sick right now. <laughs> it's okay. I'm glad you came out and did this with me, even it's though you're the, sick. It's the pollen. Yeah, if you go outside. Yeah, it's so bad. You see the pollen. That's why I'm. Like, My allergies were bad today too. Yeah, see, it's it's getting. Yeah, I sneezed a ton. I didn't even think about that. Okay, super sober trend four. In direct contrast to the mix-up and superhero trends is the austere super sober, popular in startup and lifestyle spaci- spaces. Its simplicity and minimalism is meant to create a sense of calm and zen in an otherwise noisy landscape of competing brands, apps, and notifications. Yes, but this has been around for a second, and I'm getting tired of it. Yeah, I think I feel the same way. I didn't know it had a name. I thought this was just, like, minimalism. That's what yeah, it feels like. Yeah, it is. Th- you're so right. This is literally a fancy name for minimalism. Yeah. Skip. Yeah. Next one. Been there. Making the cut. Making the cut sees the cutting and removing of pieces from letter forms to create a crisp, angular look. Monotype mentions the incorporation of exaggerated ink traps are prevalent with the making the cut trend. Yes, um, Ethan's project, Elevator 5, had this, and yeah. so did the new Nokia brand. True. It's what makes a letter form a letter form. How much can mm-hmm. you take away before it doesn't look like so a letter form true. anymore? So true. So I like it. If it's doing it su- successfully, I like it. I agree. I liked the Nokia brand. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Trend six, pixel play. Um, this nostalgia-fueled trend takes inspiration from the look of 90s computer renderings and first-generation video games. Uh, yeah, that is around now. Yeah. It's like the idea that all the trends come back. Yeah. Like, this is definitely like yep. 90s, and we're mm-hmm. just like recycling it. 
30 years later. Yeah. I like it, but I, I find it looks it looks good digitally. I don't think it transfers well to print. Yeah, valid. I think I agree with that. Um, I feel like when it gets printed, it always looks like it's not done yet. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. Can be done successfully. I think this is good for like video game stuff coming out. They could revert back to that. Yeah, phone games and such. Yeah, true. Seven flux. Flux. Flux encompasses letters in motion or those with the appearance of being in motion. Movement is critical for, to grabbing the attention of the 2023 consumer and viewer, which is where variable forms and animation come to play. That was a whole lot of words. I didn't know that this style was a thing. Um, Think about the way Bard writes. Yeah. It's kind of the fitting of letters. Yeah, true. I do this in my notes. I, I never really do it digitally. I really like this style. I do, too. It, like, verges on being unreadable, which I find fun. I think it works really well in um, music design, poster design. Yeah, I do really like this. I think this does translate well to print, mm-hmm. even though it's, like, I agree. kind of mimicking, like, the digital animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I would love to see more of this. I think I am seeing more of this. Um, I will try to use more of it. Uh, the next one. Yeah, I give this one a negative rating. <laughs> uh, it's called Volume Up, but it's essentially 3D models. Um, I don't like it, probably because I don't know how to do it. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I do... I like when it pops up on my Instagram feed. And I do feel like I said at least one designer when I did the, like, 10 Instagram designers to follow. Yeah. I think at least one of them was 3D. Because it's interesting, but I feel the same way. Like, how did they do that? How did they do that? What and system did they use to make that? And, like, I can't – I genuinely can't perceive, like, how you can digitally make something look 3D. I know that sounds stupid. Like, we have CGI, we have movies. But how do they do that? Like – it's on a you make it to you're making it in a 2d form how does it become 3d brain does not work um (laughs) we'll have to run through nine and ten really quickly i love the image they have for this this can be this trend list can be seen on printmag.com by the way um the nine trend ninth trend is similar to the uh flux yeah liquefy organic blobby letter forms that aren't going anywhere um, and it's psychedelic, playful, or it's a play on the old psychedelic trend. Love it. Definitely coming back. Yeah, I um, like it. It looks, pair, it looks paired so nicely with, like, very strong and, like, minimalist backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Love it. Ugh, 10. 10 is a negative 10. And it's AI painting. Gross. <sighs> yeah, we don't even need to talk Why more. is that on the trend list? Designers aren't. You're not a designer if you use AI. Or, like, no, okay, that came out wrong. Like, you can use AI as a designer, but if you are not a designer using AI as a tool, you are just a person with no interest in design. Typing something into... Lee said, I'm going to start the rant. (laughs) Typing something into a computer does not make you a designer. It makes you cheap and not want to pay your local designer. Who needs the money? And now, yeah, anyways, (laughs) after that, um, this is When You Sleep by My Bloody Valentine. Game, 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 game. Woo! 
I'm excited. Okay, yes, it's game time. Okay, so earlier today I asked Lee what her favorite, or like what Adobe software she knew the best, and she said Photoshop. So now I'm going to quiz her <laughs> on the shortcut keys of Photoshop. So shortcut keys are like keyboard shortcuts that you press to do actions quickly instead of like main like going to like file and then scrolling down like no you just do the keyboard oh i'm so nervous i feel like i'm gonna accidentally expose myself here and okay. these are all on these are like command shortcuts because you or no not command um mac mac yeah because yeah. you know they're different on windows but okay there's seven of them but this we can do like i would almost say like rapid fire but like Oh, they're going to... The, I'll it's think not, of the answers when I think of the answers. That sounds okay. <laughs> Number one, how do you select all objects? At once? Yeah. Like, what shortcut key would you do to... And I don't click my all? mouse at all? You don't click your mouse at all. Oh, I don't know. Command A. <laughs> <laughs> I always just, like, do the little box and then, like, that, or I'll, like, press shift and click on stuff. Okay, well, that's good to know, I guess, and really embarrassing. <laughs> okay, what? Are, how do you group selected layers? Uh, Command G. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Eyedrop, how do you use the eyedropper tool? Uh, Command I? Just I. Oh, okay. Boo. Oh, eraser. Eraser, oh, Command E? Just E. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Gradient. G. G. Good job. Good job. Good job. Um, save as. Mm. This is three different keys. It's definitely Command Shift something. Command Shift S? Yes. Oh. Wow. I use some of the command shift keys um, or shortcuts, I mean, yeah, fairly often. I see that. Okay. How do you show your rulers? Oh. It's, it's definitely not command R. Is it command R? Yeah, it is. It oh. Is. See, I always am like, there's no way it's just the first letter of whatever it is. But I think the, like, just first letter like just letter ones a lot of them are like the sidebar stuff yeah like v you're right and like direct selection and like you're right that's i mean i think some of them are not but most of them are okay how do you go to full screen mm. <laughs> i, I click the little one. green button yeah no literally on the corner of my mac no what is it f mm, it's full screen. F, f, yeah. full screen no literally it's as simple as that, and yet I don't know it or remember it. Well, I feel like how many did I miss? Two? Three? Well, wait. We have one more, oh. which I didn't know this one either. So this is like a bonus bonus. Okay. How do you cycle through blending modes? Uh, Plus sign. Yeah, it says shift plus plus or minus. Yeah, minus goes backwards plus. Well, I forgot the shift, but I had the right idea. You did. <laughs> Okay. That was fun. So Is let's there see. another bonus? How many did I miss? Okay, there's actually nine, and you missed one, two, three. <laughs> okay, stop counting. <laughs> Four. Four. Four out, out of nine. nine. That's like almost 
So you got a 55 and sh- the mm. shortcut key quiz today. Yeah, well, that's very similar to the grade I got on my typography cl- quiz <laughs> back in typing processes. I will say I feel like shortcut keys, like, it's not that you know what they are. It's that your hand, like, recognizes the movement. Yeah. It's like muscle memory more very than true. it is, like, you remembering it. And then sometimes, or, like, when you switch between software and you just do something you completely didn't mean to do because you press the wrong shortcut key because they change which i think my least favorite is like command two on illustrator (gasps) yes oh but command two Mm. on indesign zooms in Mm. and it's command l to lock it yeah no that that one makes me mad i tried to change it one time and it wouldn't let me and i was like Mm. okay this is kind of ridiculous why is it not the same consistently adobe should have the best ui ux of anyone so true so what's happening over there all right well that's it for this week that's all we have saturation of tile size it's gonna be even sillier than us if that is even possible yeah so true all right guys we'll see you next tuesday thank you for tuning in and war damn eagle Thank you for listening. This was Saturation Italicized with your hosts, Lauren and Lee.